Welcome to the Neuropedic Sports Rehab Podcast. I'm your host, Ramez Antoon, but please call me Mez. I'm a physical therapist and a strength coach. And in this show, we talk about the continuum of clinical practice to getting back to training in the gym. We focus on sustainable performance and longevity. I'd like to thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy our show. Before we start, if you're a sports PT interested in a virtual mentorship, make sure you stick around for after the episode. We have more details about our 12-week mentorship program that we've been getting awesome feedback from our students. Also, if you like to consume content by reading, we drop a weekly newsletter every Friday morning with free sports rehab and fitness content. So if you're interested, make sure you check out the episode description where we have a link to sign up for our weekly newsletter. All right, without further delay, let's get into today's episode. All right, guys, before this episode starts, I just want to give you a little backdrop in terms of the context of this conversation. So Dr. Brett Scott, who I'm on a call with during this episode, had uploaded videos of him evaluating a patient. So I was able to, through audio voiceover recording, pause and play, give him feedback on the evaluation, and we were able to uh, categorize the patient's movements in terms of functional, non-painful, quote-unquote dysfunctional, non-painful, so on and so forth. And the episode is basically us dissecting the subjective exam. So he had provided me with the history and all of his notes from the subjective intake. I studied them. I wrote them up on the whiteboard. And this episode is me going along, summarizing the, um, the patient's history, their primary clinical complaints as of right now, and then me getting into some of the nuances in terms of follow-up questions that I ask based on how patients uh, respond to certain questions in the intake form. So I just wanted to give you guys that little backdrop before the episode begins. All right, without further ado, here is today's episode. So we have a 55-year-old female accountant who loves yoga, walking dogs, and strength training. She's currently undergoing yoga instructor training. Her primary clinical complaint is low back pain with yoga. She's rating her pain that it ranges from a 3 to 8 out of 10. And also, uh, her SI joint also bothers her a little bit. This has been going on on and off for the last eight years. She describes the pain as sharp and stabbing with right glute pain. Again, insidious onset. However, she originally felt the right SI pain doing Russian twists and plyo hit exercises. So she's thinking that it may be secondary, the pain that is, may be secondary to an increased intensity of yoga in an untrained state. One of her primary fears and concerns is should I get an MRI given the whole degenerative disc disease, terrible nomenclature? Anyways. Um, okay. Recently for the last three years, she's had an increased level of pain when she started doing yoga teacher training. Her triggers seem to be upward facing dog to downward facing dog. So I'm going to assume that that's the transition of those postures warrior pose, sustained postures in general. So she said set being just sedentary, more sedentary, working from home. 
and she recently lost her mother. So as uh, Adrian Lyle talks about, emotional overload can sometimes be a trigger of, of pain as well. So there's, there's a lot going on here, and we have to respect that as we treat and speak to her. Uh, alleviators. She gets a lot of relief when she lies in the fetal position sideline. When she walks, ices, does gentle yoga, massage, and self-myofascial release to the left QL. She's describing the morning as it's worse in the morning, but her mattress is only a year old. My question to her would be to follow up with that is, would she consider her mattress firm or soft? And another follow-up question I would ask is, is there a secondary mattress in the household that she could experiment with and see if she wakes up either worse or better on that mattress. And either way, we would learn something in that regard. Yeah, so she actually just went away and I asked her about that and she said it was the same. Same, okay. Yeah. And was the mattress that she slept on when she was away, was it softer or firmer than her mattress? Or was it, was it the same? I forget, I think it was different, but um... I don't, she said that the change in her pain was the same or her, there was no change in her pain. So. So when people come back from going away, really lean into those questions like, okay, yeah. would you consider that mattress softer or firmer? Mm -hmm. You can extract some information from that. Okay. Um, in the evening, it's typically better than in the morning. She prefers to sleep sideline and she's working at home at a desk for about four to six hours a day. My question is, is there a standing desk option? Mm -hmm. There is not right now. There's not, okay. So that could be a, that could be a very, very simple solution that she buys like a little $40 thing like this on Amazon. Executive office solutions is where I got this one. Uh, that can be a very easy, uh, just productive standing option. Okay. All right. So that is that. Did I miss anything important? Um, no. Okay. So right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. I guess the only other thing um, with her past and current uh, stuff is she was doing uh, she did PT here for her shoulder before and we uh -huh. dived down what she had some back pain almost a year ago now. Um, and then she was doing some strength training stuff with me here. Um, and her back got better just from core bracing, learning to hinge better, doing some different things and just kind of really strengthen up work and single leg work, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, so yeah. So she responds, she responds well to strength training, which is no surprise. Yeah. Yogis typically do with that much range of motion. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the only thing, the only other thing that we talked about over the weekend actually was, um, I think she might be one of those, like you discussed in the video of, you know, you wouldn't necessarily do thoracic or, or rib rolls and stuff like that with her. Um, mm -hmm. But upon palpating her, her T-spine feels very stiff. Like she passes the lumbar lock, but she's one of those people that I think is getting there 
from somewhere else. Yeah, probably her. I mean, we'll get into this further as we go into treatment planning, but, but uh, that's very classic. You're probably, you're probably feeling um, a lot of tone, protective tone. Yeah. And uh, especially when you did a, a passive rotation to the left, she, she, I, I saw her, she felt it in her back. Yeah. She could, she could be getting a lot of, um, sounds like she's getting a lot of spasms in her paraspinals and then her prime movers in terms of her rotators. Like sometimes yeah. the obliques would go into a spasm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then because the, because it's so locked up and she's moving from her T-spine as like a one big region, that rotation goes right into the low back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll talk about that uh, when we get into the treatment plan. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to go into a lot of detail in terms of the SFMA findings or anything like that, just for the sake of time, because I, I dissected the living lights out of that with the video, yeah. right? Yeah. So you cool with that, you want to, you want to let's dive right into uh, treatment planning. Um, yes. Okay. Before we do that though, I just want, I just want to just like brain fart on you real quick. When I, like what was going through my mind when I was reading this report, um, before I even started going into the objective exam. So Colton Bourne, Olaf Evians, Maitland, Yonda, Carl Levitt, Craig Liebenson, all of these like Gray Cook, Stu McGill, all of these like really, really what, what I would consider grandfathers of manual medicine are extremely uh, diligent with the subjective history, right? So I'm looking at, okay, was there some level of trauma? Okay, now, depends on how you describe trauma, right? She didn't fall or have an accident or anything like that, but she was able to describe the fact that she, this happened with, um, or initially happened with what Russian twists and plyo hit exercises. So not only was she doing flexion and rotation with speed, which according to Stu McGill is a classic discogenic mechanism of injury, but she was also doing plyometric hit exercises. So she was under a lot of fatigue, a lot of impact and load and a lot of flexion and twisting. Mm -hmm. Right. So right off the bat, that's why I thought discogenic. That's why immediately my mind went to, hmm, is there an inflammatory process going on that has never truly healed given her uh, love for yoga in like these end range positions? Does that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's, almost like, it's almost like someone sprained their ankle and instead of doing their due diligence with crutches and unloading, they just continued to walk on it the- and run. Yeah, I think there's one other kind of, as you just mentioned, the emotional factor too. Mm-hmm. Um, so her that's mother. That's going to increase tone. So, and her mother, um, I, I've treated the whole family and I was treating her husband through this whole thing. So he, uh, her mother had just kind of out of the blue started getting stenosis and then, um, like, I think central stenosis. And then uh, within eight months of that, just her whole health went downhill and then she passed away. So I think maybe that's another piece of, like, her spine's bad, my spine could be bad, and that this has been going on before that ever happened. However, I think 
that's kind of sprung it up again a little bit. Yeah, totally. Totally. And the fact that she's seeing you is, is so beneficial for her because those, you need to tame those thoughts like beast. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's there or not for her. It might be. It might not be. I'm I mean, sure. dude, it, it, it has to be, you know, yeah. it would be there for me, humans, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, yeah, that's, it's definitely something to keep in mind. So like, you know, what I was talking about with hyper mobile when you were doing the type of the Thomas test, like in those situations, be very meticulous about your narrative. Yeah. Right. Then I don't have to go into any, any more detail with that. Um, okay. So that's one thing that, that comes up for me. And because I've treated a lot of yogis and a lot of yogis that are going through um, instructor training, they, they hold like toe touch flexion for like minutes upon minutes, you know, whether that's in long sit, whether that's in standing. Um, and with that trigger of flexion, rotation, impact, fatigue, hit training, and then you put that into the mix with instructor training for yoga. Um, that's what triggered my mind with, uh, I need to do an OMT checklist. Mm -hmm. Right. I, like, I would not, I didn't even think, I'm not even thinking SFMA when I hear that stuff, especially yeah. when she's talking about radiating uh, symptoms in her glute. Yeah. Right. And I don't know, do you have in your checklist or in your subjective intake forms, um, bowel and bladder and all of the red flags for uh, low back pain? Yes. You do. Good. Okay. Yeah. So all that is negative. Yeah. Correct. Okay, cool. All right. So to summarize, all right, y'all episodes over. If you enjoyed it, please follow us on Spotify, share it with a colleague. It would mean so, so much to me and my team. If you have any questions or follow-up conversations that you want to nerd out about, please shoot me an email. Remez at neuropedicspt.com. I answer all my emails. I'm more than willing to nerd out with any of you. Also, our virtual mentorship is open for enrollment. So if you're interested, please shoot an email to neuropedicspt at gmail.com and we will get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you again for listening and have an awesome day. But I want to let you know about our foundation's mentorship program. This is a 12-week program designed for orthopedic and sports physical therapists interested in better understanding how various motor control and neuromuscular rehab models can be integrated into any practice making you a well-rounded therapist while improving outcomes. With the various motor control perspectives available to us today, oftentimes we can be left feeling confused, not knowing who to listen to and which course to take next. We know what it feels like to take a weekend course and feel like you have to choose between one approach or another, but it doesn't have to be that way. What if a certain depth of understanding and various models brought us some clarity, cognitive agility, and creativity into our clinical practice? That's our goal with this 12-week program. We'll dive deep into five of the foundational systems of motor control, like the reflex model and the dynamic systems model. We'll dissect each model's strengths and weaknesses to see how each model may complement one another through synergy. Here's what you'll get through this 12-week program. You'll get home study content, which will consist of PowerPoint audio lectures. You'll get one-on-one -on -one mentoring calls for an hour a week where we dissect practical case study examples from your current caseload so you can apply the content to your clients right away. We'll also have plenty of time for Q&A so you can get a deeper understanding of the home study material. Here's what you will not get from this program. 
We're not offering new techniques or fancy exercises, and we're not promoting new assessment or evaluation strategies. And rather than bashing other systems, we'll be taking a different approach towards motor control, an inside-out approach where we start with our why and our beliefs and values. If you're interested in learning more about this 12-week mentorship program, please email us at neuropedicspt at gmail.com. We're now offering free discovery calls so you can learn more about what we have to offer. And now, without further delay, let's dive into today's episode.